Hello, today is day 45 of the Daily New Testament fourth quarter, and we are going over John 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I have found no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priest and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify, crucify. But Pilate answered, You take and crucify him. As for me, I have no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said? Do you realize I have the power to either free you or crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a, a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the place of preparation for Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to, cruci- to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out of a place called the Skull, which in Aramaic is Golgotha, There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side of Jesus in the middle. Pilate had noticed and prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read the sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Pilate uh, protested Pilate, say, do not write king of the Jews, but this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one of each of them with an undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of uh, Colopus and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Later, 
knowing that everything had been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked it in a sponge and put the sponge on the stalk of a hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he received the drink, he said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken on the bodies and taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus, they found he was already dead. They did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced the side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that he also may believe. These things happened so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And so another scripture says they will look on the one whom they have pierced. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now the disciples now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. When the Pilate's when, with Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. And he was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it in spices and strips of linen. Then, in accordance with the Jewish burial customs at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one has ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Father, it is pretty amazing that all throughout Scripture you give uh, little hidden gems and signs and uh, prophetic uh, writings about who Jesus is and what he's going to do and accomplish for the world. And here we're able to see a lot of those um, being fulfilled and taking place. And uh, many people participating in that happening, and they have no clue what they're doing. They have no clue that they're participating in your plan coming forth, um, which is just mind-boggling and amazing. So I thank you for that. And I, I ask that it helps strengthen our faith in you, that it helps us to see that your word is true, that, um, you know, I'm, from a historical and worldly perspective, if you look at it uh, kind of like the book in the movie A Case for Christ, where Lee Strobel uh, was an atheist trying to disprove Jesus, couldn't, and ended up believing in him. When these facts are put in front of us, it's it's undeniable. So help us, help strengthen our faith, Holy Spirit, that we 
trust in what you're saying to us, trust in your word. And help us to um, also realize that even though all those people were participating in the plan, uh, fulfilling what what was written, and they had no clue, they were s- still participating in it. We too are now s- still participating in your in your plans and what you have written that will come to pass. And I ask that. Uh, we take that we take um, like stock in that that it helps us uh, strengthen our faith in following you and listening to you that it helps us to want to be in constant communion with you so that we're able to be like Jesus and do what he sees the Father doing we too would be able to do that and um that we're constantly in your word, consuming it like the bread of water or the bread of life and the living water that you are uh, to us, Jesus. And that um, we be able to see these hidden gems that you have to show us what it is you want us to accomplish for each day so that we can walk hand in hand with you. It's uh, interesting how Pilate knew Jesus was innocent, and he tried so hard to uh, let him go free because he knew he was innocent, and he didn't want to have anything to do with it. But he later gave in because of fear of man. Help us not to give in to fear of man, but to remember that you gave us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and sound mind. Help us to recognize when the fear of man is coming around and give us the words, Holy Spirit, to speak forth and and make that fear leave us. Um, Help us to recognize when others are giving in to the fear of man and give us the courage and the ability to speak encouragement into their lives to help point out what is happening so that they can have the chance to to choose you. But another thing Pilate did that was interesting was um, he kind of forced the Jews to uh, decide which way they were going. There there was no no lukewarmness, how Jesus talked about you know, some are hot, some are cold, um, which he he rather than be. But these people, I think at the time he was talking was Laodicea. They were lukewarm and he was uh, wanting to vomit them out. Um, there was none of that. It was either hot or cold. And it, it, it was a very, very uh, strong deciding line. And it, it it was apparent to the whole world at that time that um, that they didn't want ha- they didn't want to have anything to do with who Jesus was of who God is and what His plan was for those people. And then what was even neater was um, when Pilate had written King of the Jews, he was 
basically saying this is what God has said this man is. So, I, it's just, there's so much of the story that is just amazing, Father. But I ask that we recognize who you are in our lives and that there be a dividing line pulled up in each of our lives to where there is no lukewarmness, where there is no um, us, you know, trying to be like the world, but then also trying to be Christian, where we only see, uh, I know a lot of people get upset with me (laughs) being always black and white, but I truly believe when it comes to you, um, things that seem gray can be narrowed down to black and white once we bring them to you. So I ask that all those, all areas of our life be shown that way. And Holy Spirit, where there's areas that are black, help them to become apparent, not only to us, but to those around us, so that they might call out to us and point out, saying like, hey, uh, this is what's happening. Kind of like, I mean, Pilate, he was pointing out to the Jews the very thing they didn't want to see. And they kept denying it and saying that they were going to choose this other path. You know, in that sense, I ask Holy Spirit that that you show us what it is that needs to be cleared out that isn't in alignment with you, Jesus. And, you know, put people in our lives that will help point it out to us because sometimes we're so far deep in it we're deceived and we don't want to listen. Uh, we don't want to see it. We're, we're blinded to it. Um, and w- when we have you trying to speak to us, Holy Spirit, and then you also send someone along with us to help point it out, it's, it's very helpful. So I ask that, that you do that in our lives. And I ask that you help us to um, be willing participants, that we have a heart for you, Jesus, a heart to, as you have said, those who love me will do what I say or do my will, um, that we we show that love for you and, and follow along with it, and that we look to those around us, uh, just like Jesus looked to his disciple John and to his mother and saw that they would be lonely without him and he paired them together help us to see those around us that are in need that you want us to be paired up with and have a willing heart to listen and obey and to come forth and then uh joseph of arimathea and nicodemus i mean they they loved jesus they were followers of jesus but they were afraid of the jews they were afraid of society of of what would happen but then after jesus went to the cross and died that fear it looks like from what i read had gone away they were willing to give substantial amount of uh, resources and publicly go forth and take care of them i mean he went and got his body and had it put in a tomb 
and his tomb. I mean, those are kind of like public things that people would see and wouldn't, you wouldn't really be able to hide. Uh, Nicodemus, who was also a Pharisee and, you know, Pharisees, they had the law where they couldn't touch uh, a dead body or they'd become unclean. And here he is helping take Jesus off the cross, taking him to the tomb, getting him prepared. And uh, uh, there's lots of meanings hidden in all of that, which is amazing, Father. But help us that once we we come to realize what you've done for us, that we'd be willing to step out for you. We'd be willing to make, uh, to use our resources, to use, uh, to not worry about what other people are think and do whatever we can to show our love, our respect and our honor for you. Help us, uh, that this, week we're coming into um, is going to be starting Holy Week next week, uh, which is when you come into Israel and uh, Jerusalem and all the things we've been reading about leading up to the crucifixion take place. Um, You know, next Friday will be the Good Friday when you were crucified, Jesus. Help us just to keep all this in our memory. to have it fresh in mind and that we just use it to focus on you and to draw closer to you and become more in one in mind, soul, and spirit with you. We ask all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Hope you have a great day.